Welcome to the Wild and Free podcast, episode 39. I'm Ainsley Arment, and this week we'll talk with Leah Bowden all about the concept of loop scheduling, catch up with Betsy Jenkins, the creator of the hilarious Homeschooling with the Classics Instagram feed, and share a fun moment at the recent Wild and Free conference in Franklin, Tennessee. So grab a cup of coffee and join us on the front porch. Let's get started. As you know, we just got back from our Wild and Free conference in Franklin, Tennessee. There's something so life-giving about the sweet sisterhood we share by coming together at these events, and our hope is that all of us would leave with full hearts, new friends, and fresh hope. These gatherings aren't just about the content and community. There's a lot of laughter, a few tears, and plenty of dancing. At our recent conference in Franklin, there was a fun moment on stage that we wanted to share with you. It was a Saturday morning, and our lovable MC Tina Ingold, was about to introduce the first presenter. Um, I just wanted to take a second and talk about our theme for this week, um, the wonder of childhood. And I think as moms, um, especially but just as she started moms, to speak, sometimes her we, microphone uh, stopped working. Feel the pressure to kind of make our our kids' childhood very. Um, my mic working. Ah, Several members of our production team were on stage moving equipment. So one of them rushed over to help, and then another. There was a swarm of production crew surrounding Tina. They finally got the microphone to work, but decided to test it just to make sure. What resulted from their sound check turned out to be, well, somewhat hey, surprising. Try one that's plugged in or something. Oh, this working. Okay. Yeah. just launched our next Wild and Free conference in Frisco, Texas on February 15th and 16th, and we would love to have you with us. After just 22 days, we're already over halfway full. You can learn more about it and reserve your seat at bewildandfree.org slash Frisco. I don't know how you feel, 
but trying to fit everything into homeschooling can be overwhelming. You have your days perfectly planned out, but then something comes up and throws everything off. A doctor's visit, a sick child, an unexpected visitor at the door, not to mention all the good things that spontaneously occur that make homeschooling so rich. Before you know it, you're way behind and can't figure out how to catch up. So you beat yourself up and press harder into the schedule you couldn't keep in the first place. The other day, I was talking to my dear friend, Leah Bowden, about the concept of loop scheduling. It's a way of planning your studies based on what comes next rather than by day of the week or time of day. I thought I'd share the conversation with you here. So Monday to Friday, there are certain days that I always have a car available to me or there are certain days that we do a nature group. We have a rhythm to that. But actually what I've discovered recently, which is a lot a lot more my thing, I think, is kind of loop scheduling. And when I say I've discovered it, I've kind of started to implement it. I've always known mm-hmm. about it, but I would always do a traditional timetable and Monday we do history and Tuesday we do geography and that kind of thing. But what I discovered with the constant movement of our life is that it wasn't always predictable. And some days, you know if you didn't get to history on a Monday and then the following Monday something else happened and you've not done it for two weeks you start to feel bad about that the cool thing about loop scheduling is that you can do a loop for a day a loop for a week a loop for a month you know so you kind of dump down on paper okay this is what I want to make sure we cover at some point and then you just kind of follow it through and and repeat it and that's kind of where we're going looping our days and our weeks so that we Mm -hmm. kind of look at the overall this is what I'd love for us to engage in this year and you know throughout the weeks and months we will get through these books and these these subjects whatever it is um so that feels definitely more my style which is interesting coming up for 11 years in that I suddenly realized that (laughs) I'm only eight years in, but I feel exactly the same way. And part of it is, is that I've teetered on some years doing where each day has a thing, history or adventure day, or every day had an assignment because I thought that's so fun when I see other moms do that. And then the flip side of that is that I've also always had this underlying intuitive sense that just do what's next. That's right. But never really thought about combining them and loop scheduling. It sounds so silly, but it it also had an official name and I'm not really an official kind of... (laughs) person yeah, so <laughs> I didn't like that idea I thought anything that had an official scheduling name That's I'm funny. probably not going to be interested in but then I realized oh it's kind of brilliant and kind of something that's very intuitive and what I was kind of doing anyway I figured gosh well if we didn't get our Viking projects in why wouldn't we just do them next you Absolutely. know that was what was next yeah so I so felt like good. it was something that I was intuitively doing but also stressing about like yes. maybe I should have moved on yeah no, I get so that. It's been so great. <laughs> I feel like maybe this needs to be a thing. Like maybe you need to write about this for future yes, on scheduling. So I'd anyone listening can get a really detailed explanation from it. But I love it. You know, you just dump down everything you're going to do and you just do the next thing. And if you don't get to it that day, that's what's next. Yeah. And you can rotate in as many subjects as you want so that you're not skipping a subject. So if so you wanted true. to have history and then science and then you're learning a foreign language, you could throw in French or German. You're getting it in there, but you're 
you're just making sure you're doing it. With stuff like nature journaling, people are kind of like, I like the idea of it, but I never get around to it because you've got to get all the paints out and you've got to clear the table and da da da. And I'm like, well, just put it on a monthly loop along with, you know, a trip to the art gallery or do a few things that take a little bit more work, put them on a monthly loop. So at least once a month and do it on a Friday afternoon if you want, you know, at least once a month you do nature journaling, you go to an art gallery, you do. And it kind of freed them up. They were like, oh, wow, (laughs) I don't have to do it every week. I'm like, no, just do it at some point. I've seen it just these past few weeks, teaching it to a few people. It's really freed them up, especially for those, you know, they've been doing it a few years and they're starting to get, some of them have been maybe using a more, a tighter schedule around even particular philosophies. And they're just getting burnt out because they're constantly Mm -hmm. feeling Mm -hmm. guilty that they're not finishing, they're not quite getting things done and they're not completing things. Well, no one needs to feel like that. And I'm sure the children, the kids won't even, they don't know, they don't. You know, you just, they pick up on everything from the mother. One of the exciting things about our next conference in Frisco, Texas this February is that wild and free groups from all over the country are organizing road trips to join us in one big family reunion. The Dallas-Fort Worth group is bringing over 25 mamas. The Texarkana group is bringing eight mamas. Groups from Illinois, Tennessee, and Washington State are coming too. And that's just the beginning. This will be a girls' getaway weekend like no other. Our Wild and Free Groups coordinator, Britt Chambers, shared her heart for why these experiences among friends are so valuable to our homeschool journey. These are the mamas that I call when I need help or when things get really crazy. You know, I have one mom in particular that lives very close to me that's a part of our Wild and Free group. And she's the person that I call when, you know, I need to go to the doctor and I need to drop my kids off for a couple of hours. And she does the same for me. I had a sweet mom call me last week. She knows that Mondays are really hard for me because I teach a co-op in the morning and then we run to a vision therapy appointment and we run to a speech therapy appointment and then we have music lessons and she called and she said I can tell you're really stressed out about Monday can I cook you dinner Monday night and that just comes from sharing in community with each other not trying to be perfect just living life together and that makes it so beautiful because we're able to come alongside each other whether it's a normal I know your Mondays are crazy or you have a child in the NICU and you need help with your other kids or you need meals we've done all of that. Jennifer Pepito sat down with Betsy Jenkins at our recent Wild and Free conference to talk about her hilarious Instagram account, Homeschooling with the Classics. Basically, Betsy posts photos of classic paintings and adds her own humorous commentary to poke fun at homeschooling stereotypes. She shared some encouraging insights from her years of not only homeschooling, but also being homeschooled herself. We're excited to share it with you now. Let's listen in. I'm so excited to talk to you because I think as homeschool moms, we're so crazy intense and serious about this job of raising our kids. And sometimes we forget to laugh at ourselves or our kids or just laugh with our kids. So tell me a little bit about, for one thing, how you're coming up with this humor and for two, the importance of humor in the homeschool. Okay, so I was raised in a family where we just laugh at everything. I mean, if there is any kind of a trauma or a difficult situation, we're going to be the ones laughing. I was telling my friend, 
the other day about when my son was in the intensive care unit because he had bacterial meningitis. And I felt like the nurses were going to think I was a monster because my sister and I were laughing so hard behind the curtain. But that's just, that's how we handle things in my family. And I just feel like humor can really get you through it. I mean, be honest about when it's hard, but also make sure you're not being uptight. Just laugh about it. And sometimes the reason we don't laugh enough is we take ourselves too seriously. There's a lot of embarrassment. We're like, uh, if I say this, I'm going to be embarrassed. Because the things that make us laugh are often the things that we're a little bit embarrassed about. For sure. And I love outing myself about being ridiculous and embarrassing because I know that there's going to be somebody else out there who understands they've gone through that. And they can be like, oh, it's not just me. In fact, that's like my number one comment I get is, oh my gosh, I thought it was just me. You're not just taking jokes off the internet. This is all original material. And I've been homeschooling for over 22 years. So a lot of this, I'm like, oh, we did that. Or, oh, I knew people like that. How do you know all this? Like, have you been in the homeschool community for a long time? I actually wasn't really traditionally homeschooled um, until I was about in the sixth grade. And then I went to a school that was kind of a hybrid co-op. We did three half days a week, and then the rest was homeschool. And I did that all through high school and ended up graduating early. So I was around all these people. In fact, I had like a core group of six kids that I was with in my class for all those years. And it was almost like our mini family in that. And so, man, we were all weird. We were just so weird. Even before I was homeschooled, I went to private schools, and I was always just really weird. So I get it. <laughs> right. I loved what Leah Bowden said at the Wild and Free conference. She said, she was quoting from Alice in Wonderland and just saying, we're all bonkers. Welcome, you know, welcome to the club. We're all yeah. bonkers. And in some ways, that's part of being wild and free is just embracing that we're all different. And instead of judging each other for our differences, just giving each other grace for being our own unique people. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me some of the highs and lows of being a homeschool teenager, because I think that even with a hybrid school, you're still on the fringe of what normal society is doing. And I think that high school is often when people give up on homeschooling because they feel like, oh, my kids have to do all these credits and they have to keep going. So what was it like being a homeschooled high school? I am so happy that I went through that. Um, My sisters went to public high school. And I mean, they had a great time, but they're very different people than me. I was the girl who was literally going to be found up in an avocado tree reading Jane Austen. I wasn't going to be on the pep squad or popular. I didn't want to be in the drama club in front of everybody. I'm actually kind of a more of a, you know, background person. So I really loved the homeschooling community when I was in in high school because the other kids were weird like me too. We had a lot of the weird offbeat interests and we were able to develop our own interests and our own personalities. I mean, the main people speaking into my life in high school were not my dopey peers. They were my parents. They were my pastor. They were other trusted adults. They were the authors of beautiful literature and the Bible and all these amazing you know, Christian speakers that I got to go to the conferences because I didn't have a school schedule. And it was just an amazing way to grow up. Yeah, I love just the freedom that homeschooling through high school. I feel like high school is when children really start to develop their own interests and want to pursue them and have the energy to pursue them. And we end up burning kids out even worse Mm -hmm. out of their dreams, out of their vision by having them in a regular high school program because it's so intense. Absolutely. I completely agree. So tell me what you're doing differently and the same now in your own homeschool. Well, I would say that I still had a more general education 
through the co-op we were part of, you know. I mean, it was definitely a higher level than the public school, but, you know, we did Saxon math and all that kind of regular curriculum, where with my children, I'm able to look at them and say, no, you really need, you know, life with Fred. No, you really need to do, you know, this online math course. And I'm able to tailor it to them specifically, which I just think is fantastic. It's a great way for them to learn. And you have quite a big family yourself. You have five kids. Yes. So I'm sure some of the memes really do strike home to you. What do you say to moms who are like trying to homeschool with five young kids or four young kids? You know, especially in those early years where you can't barely get a shower by yourself. First of all, I say, God bless you. You are doing the Lord's work. Stick with it. And then I say, give yourself a break. Your kids are going to have gaps. They just are. You're not going to be able to fulfill every single goal or fill in every single role for your kids. And that's okay because you know what? The public school kids are going to have gaps too. And your main job is to go after your kids' hearts. It's not to fill their brains. You know, get your kids' hearts. And that's how you're going to inspire them to become lifelong learners. There's a list. It's an old-time homeschool family, the Blue Dorns, and they put out this list, 10 things to do before age 10. And it was all about, you know, reading out loud and memorizing some poetry and playing in nature is a kind of a Charlotte Mason-ish list. And it's like these are the years when really the imagination and the intellect can be developed in such a beautiful way where children are actually a part of that Mm -hmm. instead of just all this pressure to keep up with other kids. Absolutely. And I mean, what I say is standards be hanged. (laughs) This is the reason we're homeschooling. It's because we want to educate our children on an individual basis. So nobody else gets to set the bar for our kids. We get to set it for them. And then when they meet it, great. When they don't, we adjust the bar because we get to tailor their education. Right, and and I understand where the standards developers were coming from in an Mm -hmm. effort to make sure all kids were learning. It's just a dumb idea, especially (laughs) to penalize, you know, basically all the teachers are under pressure, Mm -hmm. all the kids are under pressure, and then you have more and more kids having to be medicated to make it through school. Ken Robinson calls it, race to the top and leave millions behind. Yes, I have to say, God bless public school teachers. They are doing the Lord's work too. Their job is incredibly hard and I have all the respect for them because they're having to work within a broken system and they came to this work because they love children they love learning right so you know there are just some phenomenal public school teachers out there and I will never in any way diss them yeah and yeah. and it's a great option when homeschooling is not an option so. exactly yes wild and free started as an Instagram account four years ago But since then, it's grown into a thriving, real-life community where homeschooling mamas from all over the world share encouragement, wisdom, and their very lives with each other. Each month, we compile these stories, articles, tutorials, podcasts, and videos into monthly content bundles that you can access right from your phone or computer. Presented with gorgeous photography and easy-to-read downloads, these content bundles are the heart and soul of this community. Homeschooling mamas deserve to have beautiful resources that reflect our values and heart for this all-important work of raising lifelong learners. Right now, if you subscribe to the bundles, you'll get access to last month's bundle, Belong, and this month's Forest Bundle, and all of the audio and video from our Wild and Free conferences. Plus, you'll get a welcome kit in the mail from me and a monthly print magazine for as long as you're subscribed. To learn more or become a part of this cherished community, go to bewildandfree.org bundles.
So tell me a little bit about your daily flow. Like you're so funny and sometimes you assume that funny <laughs> people aren't as like are a little more free spirited in a way. Uh-huh. Well, I used to have a rule that my phone was off limits unless it was, you know, an important phone call um, until we were done with school. So, I mean, first thing in the morning when I wake up, no checking, Instagram, no looking at anything. But now because I have this homeschooling with the classics account, I jump on before my 15-year-old wakes up and that's kind of our cue to start school. So I jump on before him, post my memes, and then I don't look at it again until after we're done with school. So that's my kind of way of keeping myself engaged with the kids and not being scattered. And then we have a general outline of what we're going to do every day. I definitely have a schedule set up within that. There's wiggle room. There's always room in case something else comes up. You know, we're doing our devotional time and all of a sudden, you know, a really deep theological question comes in. We're going to sit on that. We're not going to worry about getting to history today. But my kids also have their own independent work because, you know, a couple of them are older. So now they do their own work by themselves too. So we always have morning time though. I make my teenagers drink tea with us, sing hymns, read poetry, do our devotional. That's our time together. And it's just kind of one of my hard and fasts, you know, that we've gone through seasons where they've been like, uh, don't really want to do this. But we always move through that and get back to the point where they're like, oh, I crave tea time. Yeah. So. yeah. And I mean, so this good. is five boys. So <sighs> trust me, you can do it. <laughs> right. And it's interesting because I think that often parents give up on their teenagers too early. Yes. You know, it's like that's sort of what people do. And so you kind of give up on managing their time or mm-hmm. give up on having a relationship too early when they're really, there's still people who want to be in relationship with us. Mm-hmm. And if we're not giving the relationship and the connection, they're going to find it somewhere else. It's not always. Yes. And it's good to have a community, but we still can be part of that community. Absolutely. And I just feel so bad for mothers who give up on that relationship because you guys are missing out on your potential best friends. Mm -hmm. Like my boys and my husband are literally my best friends. I have so much fun with my teen sons and I just love that connection. And honestly, I think the teen years are one of the neediest aside from like newborns and toddlers. Your teens need you. They need you to be there. You know, if they go out with their friends, stay up. Stay up and be home to to welcome them back into the safety of your home and process everything. Talk about what was good, what was bad, and you know all of that, and just encourage them to take on their own education to own it. You know, my boys are part of their planning process now. They we work together to build their curriculum because, you know, starting at about the age of 10, we start including them in the conversation of what they're going to learn. Yeah, I love that, especially because, you know, we want to raise children who are actually going to be able to make decisions about their future and about their life and take some ownership, be able to get up in the morning and get off to school Absolutely. if they need to. So tell me a little bit more about what you do for fun as a family. Because I think sometimes we're like, okay, they're babies. We go to the zoo. You can get into a rut where everyone just sits on their phones together and nobody really is enjoying each other. It's funny because I have quite a few extroverts in my family. And then I have two sons and myself. We are the introverts. And we're just happy to stay home always. Just like, you know, I'm like, we don't need to go out. I made you all the friends you'll need with my own body. So (laughs) we just... 
we love to stay home. And then I have my other kids who are like, mom, you know, we got to get off the property. Okay. It's getting a little deliverance here. So we will go out, we'll go on hikes. We love nature. We love being out in nature together and exploring. And then when we are home, we love reading aloud together. We love playing chess and different games. We love Doctor Who and Harry Potter. And I'm sorry to people who are just like, but we just do. Okay. We just love those. And my older teen and I, we love Stranger Things. That's our bonding thing. So, I mean, part of that raising teens too is that you go into their world with them and you don't expect them to come into yours. They're finding out who they are. So go with them on that journey. Right. My son likes to do backflips and just like (laughs) every time I kind of partly look because I'm proud of him and partly look away because I'm so scared. Yes. It's amazing. So tell me also, speak to that fear. Like so many of us deal with a lot of fear as moms, we're afraid our kids will get sick. We're afraid we won't do enough. We're afraid that our teens are going to be crazy. We're afraid that our teens are going to be sitting on the couch all the time. Speak to that fear. Well, I would say, first of all, be intentional. Don't just let life happen to you. You are in charge of where you go, what you do, what you hold in your household as valuable and important. And your kids are going to go through a time of self-discovery where they're going to shrug off some of the things, small or big, that your family has taught them. But inevitably, they are going to come back to what you hold as your values. And I would just say too, fear is a robber, it's a thief. It's not there to help you. If you are struggling with like serious anxiety where you aren't sleeping right, you're maybe not eating correctly because of this fear, it's just holding you captive. Oh, please speak to someone. Uh, Speak to a therapist, speak to a friend you trust, speak to a doctor. I am all about getting help. Don't soldier on on your own. You were created to be in community. And it's really funny for me to say that because I am like the queen hermit. But honestly, that's one thing God's been talking to me about this year is get in community. So if you see like I'm starting a wild and free group, I'm, you know, having this meme account and people are like, where have you been? I'm like in my house hiding, but I'm being faithful now and we're, we're gaining community. In Malcolm Gladwell's book, Tipping Point, he talks about how you can only have a certain amount of close friends. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think to myself, I've got nine people who live in my house. I've almost maxed that out (laughs) with just my own family. But it is so precious to develop a community of friends and and talk to a counselor when needed because sometimes the things that we think are off the wall and we just don't know it, you know, and it's helpful to get somebody else's insight and opinion on it and be like, well, that's actually, you actually don't need to worry about that because your child's awesome. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, and definitely all of you Wild and Free Mamas, your children are awesome. So thanks for joining me today, Betsy. I really love the chance to chat with you. Well, thank you for having me. It's been so fun. Thanks so much, Betsy and Jen. By the way, both of those ladies are joining us at the Wild and Free Conference in Frisco, Texas, this February 15th and 16th, and we hope you'll join us there too. To reserve your seat before they're all taken, go to bewildandfree.org slash Frisco. Well, that's all the time we have for today, but join us again next week for the Wild and Free podcast. Podcast.